Welcome everyone, welcome to a new mini-sode of Oh Brother, What Are We Watching? It has been so long, Chris, since I've had a chance to actually say those words out loud. It's been a good three or so months, yeah. and if you're still subscribed to us, if you're still on the Facebook page or the Twitter page, and you're like, oh my god, this thing's still active. What's happened? So I guess we'll briefly just say that it's been a long, it's been a long break for us, there's been so many things going on in our lives. We'll explain it in the later pod, but we thought we'd get together and briefly talk about um, something that's been coming up in the news recently, uh, and something that's been touching both of us and our kind of a geekiness, mm -hmm. which has been um, the overlord that is Disney, yeah. um, and how they're <laughs> operated with both diff differently in both with, uh, Star Wars and Marvel. And I think, Chris, you brought it up to me, actually, before we, we jumped in the mic here, which was, why does Disney get so much right with Marvel Studios? Mm -hmm. And at the moment, let's put the money to the side, is flailing a little bit in Star Wars. I mean, what do you think? Well, it's a, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot because obviously when they, they started with Star Wars and, you know, when they had The Force Awakens and sure. everything, you know, right off the bat they said, well, this is, this is it now. This is a, you know, a universe of films. We're not just doing another trilogy. Mm. You know, you better get used to it because we are just going to keep, you know, churning out these films one a year at least. Um... Or is it like one every nine months? I don't know. It's it's pretty flustered. It's it's about as frequent as Call of Duty games come out, mm. and and that is too frequent for my money. And you know, as soon as I saw that, I thought that's just not gonna fly. And I, I there's a lot of reasons. I think first and foremost, uh, when it comes to toxic fandoms, oh yeah, Star Wars is right up there. You know, you and I are both Trekkies, yeah. And we've I've seen my fair share of Trekkies going super nerd rage on certain things, whether mm -hmm. it be Star Trek Discovery, the Kelvin verse, all the way back to TNG, really yeah. anything above the about, above the original series. <laughs> it's not William Shatner. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. But I don't think they've ever kicked anyone off social media. I don't think, you know, like the, the Star Wars fans have with Kelly Marie Tran. I mean, that, yeah. Is, yeah, that is a toxic fandom. It is, it is truly. And I mean, going right back to, to the prequels, I mean, you know, we all said it, the prequels are shit, but the guy who played Jar Jar Binks had, the best, yeah. had a real rough time of it. Um, the guy, the kid, uh, Jake Lloyd, yeah, who played Anakin, yeah. baby, sort of young Anakin, he, he went through a real rough patch as well. Sure. I mean, he was only a kid. Mm. So... You know, the long and the short of it is Star Wars fans, hard to please at the best of times. So if you're not, you know, if you're not giving them something that is to their mind absolutely perfect, and you'll never do that because there's no such thing, you know, between two, you, you can find two Star Wars fans who love the franchise equally, and they will both completely disagree as to what would make a good Star Wars film or sure. what would make a good sequel, yeah. you know, what they want to hear about. Um... So, you know, I mean, we've, we've discussed this before, but I, I think point one is there's no winning with these people. <laughs> um, and they represent a much larger group, <clears throat> I would venture, than massively nerdy comic book fans who are, you know, so there's plenty of comic book fans out there who are hugely into Marvel, you know, well into it. But they're probably not the ones going to see the films or they're probably the ones hate watching the films and being like, oh. I can't believe they think they can do Infinity War in two movies. Ridiculous. You know, do you see what I'm saying? I think so. I think so. I, I agree with you. Star Wars fans are very difficult to please. I, from my point of view, where Marvel works so well is they had their try. Their, their model was amazing from the get-go. You know, they had individual movies which trued up to one large overriding storyline, whereas Star Wars has always been kind of part of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. So 
what I've said before in this podcast and desperate for is a brand new original IP Star Wars film and yet they keep on going back to the well with prequels and existing characters and Skywalker saga and whatever and I think at that point then you can then start to build a kind of a universe model a bit like Marvel I'm, I'm actually still astonished at Marvel's success yeah. you know, financially speaking anyway it's incredible that every film seems to outdo itself what was a success for Iron Man and even the first Avengers now would be seen as not successful for yeah. the most recent Avengers, for Black Panther, which beat, which beat so many records, Thor, Ragnarok, and so on. Um, so I think the Marvel model lends itself more to, to continued success, for one thing. I agree with you on the Star Wars fandom. Um, I've never seen such toxic fandom. When you consider what they've got, you yeah. know, a handful of films, some TV sh cartoon shows, and yet compared to other fandoms, they go absolutely nuts. The Last Jedi, obviously, was the tipping point. Yeah. Right? I think The Force Awakens, they were fine with. I think that The Last Jedi kind of tipped them over the edge. But to be honest with you, financially, all those films are kind of trending down anyway, and I think Solo paid for that. I saw Solo recently. It was fine. It was okay. It was fine. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I'll say that. I didn't think I thought it was going to be terrible, but I think Solo paid for the Rian Johnson's take on Jedi's from The yeah. Last Jedi and all those changes. Although they were very fresh, we've we've discussed it on this podcast. I think um, you know they were very fresh changes. Uh, actually, I think actually we recorded it, and that was not that episode corrupted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's heard our opinions on this. My nerd opinions are going into the ether, Chris. Yeah. Nerd rage. I mean, it it is crazy, especially as you know there are fans. Um, you know, a very dear friend of mine is a Star Wars fan, and he is what I would consider a Star Wars purist. In right. that he only likes. The films. Yeah. He never read the books or never much cared for books, comics. Played a couple of the games, but, you know, as far as his he's concerned, the canon of Star Wars is yeah. just the films and barely the prequels, you know, yeah. which is obviously what Disney did as soon as they bought the IP. So I thought, fucking A, you know, we're onto something here. I think it was a huge misstep to do two prequels yeah. in their sort of what I would call the spin-off movies or the in-between movies. Yeah. Um, somebody said something that kind of stopped me in my tracks. It's very rare when I'm arguing with somebody that I'll concede that I'm wrong. Almost never. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. It's true of anyone, really, I suppose. 30 odd years of that, yeah. But um, yeah, a friend of mine, we were, we were discussing The Force Awakens. I thought it was great. He thought it was shit. You know, we were back and forth sure. over that. And I, you know, said, for all the flaws the movie might have, I said, you know, it's, it's a great universe. Yeah. And his response was, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then whoa, that's, whoa that makes you think doesn't it and it kind of just stopped me in my tracks and I was like is it I mean frankly you know what's great about the original Star Wars films is very tight filmmaking mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a pastiche of you know old Flash Gordon comics and uh, is basically a rip off of an old Japanese film uh, no I don't know Escape the Castle something like that right okay um, and very much follows the storyboard for those kind of things. Mm. So it is a easy type, very enjoyable, very fun to watch movie. Yep. I don't know if it's good because of the wonderful universe it's in. Yeah. Um, and in fact, when it came to universe making, you know, George Lucas is great at naming every character that's on screen, even if, you know, you never hear them and he's got a backstory for every member of the Jedi Council. It doesn't make it good, though. No. <laughs> it no. makes it very detailed. But... I don't know those backstories. I don't know if those backstories are actually worth knowing about. And the more we delve into backstory, yeah. 
uh, and shit like that, the more, the more we tend to kind of come away from it going, I could have done without that. Rich, compelling. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I think, I th- I think what, that's one of the things that kind of frustrates me about Star Wars in general is that it has so much potential. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was all sorts of stories before the prequels came out. I remember it from the early days of the internet. And it was yeah. like, there's going to be this film about the Mandalorians because that was the, the armor Boba Fett Wars. Yeah. What was that about? It was always theorised that there was this war and all this other stuff. And you thought, that's great. Take it all away from the Empire and everything else. But they keep coming back to it. And they keep coming back to prequels. Whatever way you think about it, there seems to be this deep desire on Disney's part to basically double down on the IP and say, yeah, let's, people want to know about Solo and like, I don't give two shits. Like, I don't really care about why... Do you want to be spoiled about one tiny thing about Han Solo? Yeah, go for it. So one of the most frustrating parts of the film is that it feels the need to explain everything to you, from the Millennium Falcon to how he got it, to his blaster, to his name. And the reason why he's called Han Solo is because he doesn't actually have a second name. And so he was on his own, and the guard at the thing is like, oh, well, we'll call you Han Solo. Then. Oh, God. Exactly. That is like prequel, prequel cringeworthy, like 101. But that, that, that's my point, is why is this deep desire to explain everything? The reason why the first three films are great is it just thrusts you into this universe without explaining. And yet they feel this deep desire to have to say, do you want to know how Han Solo got his blaster? And you're yeah. like, no, I don't care. <laughs> Give me something original, guys, instead of, you know, having to go through, like, the third Chewbacca now because they're all so old because you keep forcing the same characters on us. So I think for me, kind of just summing up, I think for Star Wars, they have a very tight control, Disney, over it, and they just need to pump the brakes a little bit and and be a bit looser with their creativity. You know, they they hire these directors and then replace them, like Lord and Miller, um, and they need to trust these creatives more. If you're going to entrust one of these films to one of these people... You have to go the whole way and, and hopefully get something original out of it. That's what they've done in Marvel, and that's why you've got new directors, you know, directors of color. You know, um, we've seen not so much in Marvel, but in in, in DC now, you know, female director Patty Jenkins yeah. with with Wonder Woman. You know, they're they're trusting these people to deliver great films. Trust them, um, and then maybe Star Wars would be better better off. And Marvel's just a juggernaut, I think. At the end of the day, at the moment, I can't see it ending anytime soon. No, it's funny, I read a think piece in 2010 about how the superhero bubble was about to burst. <laughs> Boy, was that wrong. But yeah, I, I, think, I think the thing is as well, you know, like I say, there is, there's, a, there's perhaps a lack of trust in the external Star Wars universe. You know, we can't tell a story that doesn't involve Boba Fett, doesn't lead directly to the first movie, isn't about Han Solo. Yeah. We can't just tell you a new story about new characters that just happens to be in this universe yeah. that isn't going to be about the Empire and failing them and is going to just give it a little bit of flavour. They, they just don't seem to trust that. Yeah. And I think the thing is with Marvel, you know, the difference is Star Wars was six movies plus some comics and some books. And again, most of those were more or less not canon. So you had a very limited palette from which to draw whereas marvel is however many years now was since like the 60s or 70s i suppose so that that long of hundreds of different comic you know just hundreds of different characters with different comics with different offshoots with different villains Mm. so you've got so much to draw from that the the problem is almost the opposite it's almost like we've got too much how do you select how you know is it okay to have an ant-man film 
Apparently so. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ant Man and Black Panther and Doctor Strange. Next is going to be Captain Marvel, and it's it's actually amazing how their continued success. Less so on the TV side. I think there was a little bit. No, the, t- the TV side is is comparatively struggling, which is strange because the movies are so much like a Netflix series. Yeah. You know, it's you know, watch this one, watch this one. Lots of stuff in the background, but you know, I think as well. They knew right from the start with Marvel that we're going to have this, you know, at least this many phases. From the get-go, they were building towards Infinity War because way back in Captain America, the first Avenger, we had our first Infinity Stone and it was made quite clear that that would become important. So they've always been building to something, whereas it doesn't feel like they're building to anything with the Star Wars films. It just feels like they're tossing off the first idea that comes off the top of their head. You know, there's no... There is no building to something because we're getting the big proper films which are mixed in their reviews, to say the least. And then the spin-off films that don't have anything to do with them whatsoever, it seems, and don't build on them, they don't build the universe, they don't make anything feel richer. And it's bizarre, because I just assumed that Disney were geniuses, but I think it's the people at Marvel Studios that know what they're doing. Yeah. And Disney is just... Financially, the... financially Disney are geniuses. By buying yeah. Pixar, by buying Lucasfilm, and by working with Marvel Studios and their films... You go into a Disney store now, you're basically going into the best toy store in the world. Yeah. Because you can buy any Disney movie, merchandise going, including Star Wars, including Pixar, including Marvel. And obviously for their associated things, they've probably already made back, or very come very close to it, the purchase price yeah. for all of those entities. As many billions as they were, because of the movie receipts and everything, what they got to focus on now is the quality. Yeah. And I think you need patience as well it would be nice for a little bit of patience a little bit of patience to let to let things build on their own you know again marvel didn't start with one film every 20 minutes it built up to that yeah because you you gave us something we wanted it we wanted more you gave us more whereas with star wars there's just this assumption oh people will be chomping at the bit to get this let's give them let's give them one movie every five seconds Anyway, let, I think that, that, that wraps it up. I think we've answered the question pretty thoroughly. And if any Disney executives <laughs> were listening, they could certainly take this advice on board for... We are yeah. freelance executives. We'll pitch. We'll come in and pitch. I'd love to do ideas. that. <laughs> uh, I'd love if that was just a real job, that you could just go in and pitch stuff and then leave. Well, well fuck it. Based on what we discussed, uh, Boba Fett prequel. Done. There you go. <laughs> See? Million dollars. You're welcome. Million dollars idea. Okay. Well, that's been it for this little mini-sode. We'll be back soon, and we'll be back with proper episodes very soon. They're in the can, (laughs) so to speak, and we'll be seeing you soon.